The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 350 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Magistrate of Caravan City, Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez Podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What's up? How you doing, bro? Action-packed, Gomez. My life is pure action. That's why they call me Big Action Man. (laughs) Big Action Man. That's That's a good nickname. That's That's what they say. They say, oh, there go the Big Action Man. Here we come (laughs) with the action. Here he come, the one and only. He pretty big. He pretty action. He a man. He all of them. He the big action man. God bless. God bless Johnny Rock. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> oh, so what's up, bro? What, what are you uh, doing? Big weekend. Gomez had a little traveling, coming off a holiday. Oh, you know, yeah. Three-day weekend for a lot of people, including Ooh. myself. Which I was, was going to say. Nice, Whoa, very evil. Nice. You know, all these things. We got some AEW figure reveals, a lot of. Stuff coming out of the fan fest there for their pay-per-view Ooh. weekend. A lot, of, a lot of new Danhausen toys. So if you like your Danhausen, if you're a fan housing, you're a happy man. We're getting acclaimed figures. Oh, they do this. The Billy Gunn figure, the daddy ass figure coming out looks exactly like Lex Luger. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we want. You know, not everything could be a home run, but you know, <laughs> the Danhausen looks good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's Danhausen. I would think is pr- probably easier to do because you're not doing an actual human face. You know, yeah. you just have to kind of nail his paint, and you know, it's pretty sufficient. Yes, I agree. I've never really noticed the detail. I have a little bendy, and it's just a little silly. But as long as it's got his face paint, it's a Danhausen. That's it. Well, that's, that's always been matters. the knock on Super Seven as well. That when they do animated characters, they look great, but when they do actual people. It leaves a lot to be desired. Ooh, really? So I've, I've really noticed that. I've never really paid attention yeah. to their, their human characters, I guess. Yeah. You know? like I'm like, oh, look like at that Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Their, their Simpsons look phenomenal. I'm like, that's the best. Look at that. I just got the just... wave one of the G.I. Joes. Um, the Ultimates in. They look good. Happy with them. I love their Thundercats line. I've, I've, I'm not being a completist with the Thundercats at this point. Now I'm just kind of picking and choosing. And maybe if some happen to go on clearance at some point, I'll, you know, pick and choose there as well if I can get in. But, you know, I want to make sure I have all the main characters now. That's pretty much my focus. Still waiting for Silverhawks Wave 1. I don't know how far I'm going to go with that. I did cancel all my other waves for Silverhawks after the ones they showed off at New York Comic Con last year looked really, really bad. So I preemptively canceled everything. I could not cancel Wave 1 because I had that actually ordered with Super 7 as opposed to like Big Bad Toy Store or something. Mm. So once those come in, if they come in, we'll see. 
I got an email the other day for this badass Sabretooth toy from Mondo. It's oh. X-Men, the animated series. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a sexy toy, bro. I'll tell you, there's those X-Men figures that I guess it's um, it's got to be Hasbro, I think, doing them or whatever. But they're like the, the X-Men 92 cartoon figures, but they come in like VHS-style packaging. Oh, that's perfect. And they look incredible. Like... Mr. Sinister was one of my favorite oh, toys as a kid. Them, yeah. The yeah, character yeah. of Mr. Sinister just looks yeah. so fucking cool, right? Yeah. Always did. And I remember getting him at like a flea market when I was a kid, you know, and he had the little thing in his head that would little light up and stuff. Light up. Yep. Uh-huh. Oh, it was so cool. Was and then badass, yeah. that was one of the early figures they made for this line was this Mr. Sinister. And I just got me where I was like, so itchy to order mm. Mr. Sinister, but I know you can't just have Mr. Sinister, right? No, nah, you gotta if you get Mr. Fight. Sinister, you need to fight X-Men. somebody. You gotta fight, gotta fight somebody, bro. And he's gotta Come have on. other bad guys with him. I was <laughs> like, I cannot, I cannot dip my toe in these waters. Well, uh, the, those last couple X-Men movies, I don't remember. I guess it was the last one, maybe it's the Phoenix one, right? Uh, they were teasing Mr. Sinister. That was like the post credit scene, mm-hmm. like. Oh, we're gonna get Mr. Sinister. I really would have liked to see how they did that in the sh- in the movie. Version. It would have been, yeah, I would have been interested. Like nah, I said, you won't get it, there's but... just something about that character that always—it's the look. I know it was the look. You know, he just looks the so look. different than everybody else. You know, he was—he obviously he was a mutant, but he didn't look like a regular person like everybody else. So that's why I always kind of gravitated toward the Beast. Has always been my favorite X Man. You know, I love it's the like. Beast. It's like Venom. Venom got popular because his, his design was just everyone was like, "Oh, look at this crazy looking Spider Man! This is awesome!" Long ass tongue and yeah, and so it just got that's how it got popular. Venom, get out of here! Oh, good <laughs> stuff to start. Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're listening or watching this podcast, whether that be YouTube, Apple, Spotify. Leave a five star review. Leave some comments down on the YouTube video if that's where you're watching. Remember to screenshot that review, tweet it to us at Car Jomez. And, you know, we got a couple eight by tens left. So we'll send you one as a thank you if you do. Mm-hmm. But Gomez, I like I said, busy week end for me. You know, I, I kind of took some time, enjoyed the holiday. Uh, in the past, I've spoken about my, my own mental health and getting depressed about some things. But I want to let everyone know I'm doing okay right now. Oh, great. We love to hear that. I'm doing okay. I had a a nice weekend. I feel very relaxed lately. I'm in a good mood. Um, I'm excited to do this podcast and excited to talk about all this stuff that we watched this week. What not as not as much stuff, I think, in terms of different variety and stuff, but I spent a lot of time on a show that you mentioned last week, Gomez. Oh, yeah. What you You brought it to my attention that Arnold Schwarzenegger did a, a series. Bro, am I the only one who brought this to your attention? Because I don't see nobody. No, this show doesn't exist. No, and I'm like it's telling people about it over the weekend, and they're like, "Wait a minute, what? This is insane!" And how this slipped under my like, we we talk about yeah, Arnold. All the, like we love Arnold. We're sitting cool. here talking about Sylvester Stallone's daughters doing a show as if we yeah. ever talk about that, and somehow oh. this slipped under the radar. Crazy, unfucking real. It. This is on the front page of Netflix. It's, people must be watching it because it was in the top 10 
Good. Like, all right. What's least, hot on Netflix right. right now? Good. It's called Fubar. It's the story of a CIA operative, Arnold Schwarzenegger, who's getting ready to retire, but then he discovers like some big family secret yes. and gets called back in for one last mission. One last mission, baby. And it is, I got to say, it's eight episodes. They're, they're all around 45 minutes to an hour. So it is a little bit of an investment. Sure. I watched all eight episodes. I don't know how far along you are. I'm about episode four or five. I'm halfway through that. Okay, like I said, they're longer episodes. Sure. So and take your time with it. Me, I just got in one of those moods where sure. I'm just like, out. let the good times roll, my man. Because this show takes Arnold. Puts him in the situations that you want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger in. Yep. Gives him the kind of dialogue that you want to hear Arnold Schwarzenegger have. Makes references and lines to jokes of you know from all the Arnold past movies. At one point, there's a line about him going, "Oh look, it's a chopper!" Like it's great. <laughs> Shit like that right. is great. If you are, if you have not heard about this show but you're a baby of the 80s, you're an Arnold fan, you're an action fan, do yourself a favor, go watch this show. So good. So you agree? Yeah, you know, it's for, so for... good. Yes, from the first episode, just the dynamic, just you get the vibe right away, like, oh, this is going to be a good time, like right away. Right off everything the bat, you want. one episode in, I was like, oh, I am here for this. Just early on, the one thing I am kind of sick of is – the use of this Rolling Stones song, it feels like it's huh. being everywhere. So the show opens with a, please allow me to yeah. introduce myself. Again, that's like the whole thing, Arnold walking in. Meanwhile, you, you go to the movies, you see the new Indiana Jones trailer, another fucking old man, and it's like, please allow me to introduce myself. So that's so good. now, like, I, I'm afraid to turn on the Stallone show, like him walking into his daughter's <laughs> house. Where it's that, like, yeah. Please allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> Like, oh, is, this, is this all we got? You a Rolling Stone fan, Joe? I don't know that I'm... I, yeah, I like the hits. I think I think if you like... If we just put a whole bunch of Rolling Stone songs in front of you, you'd be like, oh, I like a lot more than I think. Like, right? They probably got more probably. hits than we probably think of, right? But, yeah, I mean, they're okay. But they're definitely the old man band. I bet you'll be playing in the Martin Scorsese movie that comes out later this year. We're gonna hear it. It's just yeah, like this... like Brad Pitt. Brad That's Pitt's like gonna play like some Irish guy. And uh, please allow me to introduce myself. <laughs> Everywhere. But aside from that, once I get past the the overuse of this Rolling Stone song, it is everything I possibly want Arnold doing. And you got a uh, Monica Barbaro playing his daughter here, who is super cute. I, I I don't I couldn't she looks familiar I couldn't really place her from anything turns out she was in the Top Gun Maverick movie yeah she, she her dynamic with Arnold as the dad daughter relationship stupendous the show is really well casted and the acting is really good I believe all the all these relationships I just really like this show and that's why I had to burn right through it and I'm I'm pissed I'm pissed like there's no more for me to watch right now. <laughs> That's a good problem. That's always it's a, good a really problem. good problem. I mean, I don't know if it's the kind of thing that you can do multiple seasons of. Like, I mean, at any given point, Arnold could wake up and be like, "Eh, I'm, I'm I don't feel like doing it." Yes, agreed. You know, I'm surprised so, he did this. I I didn't look into it. I wonder what what drew him to do an Netflix right? show. I, like, I, I can't out. imagine yeah. what they paid him. You know, we talk about how Netflix just paying out the nose for whatever it is that for their original programming. 
But like to get Arnold doing his first series ever, yeah, at this yeah, stage in his life, deal. just in general, he don't really do nothing. Like yeah. he hasn't done a movie in a while, and even that it's sporadic here and there. So this is a big deal, and I mean promotion, bro. Can we get some billboards? Can we get some ads? Something, right? I, I guess. I'm glad you like it though, because like I know I, when I get these types of shows, when I get the act, like I know Fast and the Furious, I'm more of an apologist for. Like people want to sit there and nitpick all the stuff. Yo, I've got action, I've got stuff, I've I'm being entertained, so I sure. I kind of become an apologist for these this genre, you know. Sure. And I just I'm very entertained by this show, and I I really think everyone out there should go watch it. Love it. Look at that. My goodness. I uh I've watched a couple things. One thing I want to talk about, uh, right? I'm watching comedy. So on HBO Max, oh, excuse me, on Max, there yes. was a new comedy special from Sarah Silverman. You ever you ever get into Sarah Silverman, Joe? Not the way I would like to have been inside Sarah Silverman. <laughs> yeah, I, there, there was like a right long period alley. of time where I had a huge crush on Sarah Silverman, probably early two thousands. She's very pretty. She's a pretty girl. And Absolutely, that's, and that's your thing. Sure, I just uh, I never really I like I it. like chicks who are shit talkers. I do. Oh, she talks a lot of shit. Yes, I like does. chicks who look like they can verbally abuse me. Oh, that's that's you. That's her. That's your dream girl then, because that's what like, she does. Legitimately, she would have been a, like if I could have gotten a date with Sarah Silverman in like two thousand three. Like I would like when she was dating Jimmy Kimmel. I was I'm going. Damn, fucking Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Kimmel, Kimmel gets everything. <laughs> the fucking man show guy. Come on. Uh, exactly. It's just some loser from the man show. What are we doing? Uh, so she had a, a stand-up special. It's called Someone You Love. It's a little under an hour. And uh, it was good. I've never really watched a stand-up. I know she says like crazy things. Like she's very like, ooh, oh my God. And she like leans into it. And uh, I liked it. I'm watching this though, and I'm like, because I'm like, this is what she always does, right? This is her thing. And I'm just thinking, how did Disney let this girl be a Disney princess? A Disney princess, right? Like, how did that happen? Because I'm like, this is how she's always been. Like, this is what we know her as. Like, she's saying these cock balls, she's being outrageous. And it's like, you know, who'll be a great Disney princess. <laughs> but she's even said that. Oh, like, when she best. got cast in that, it blew her mind. She didn't think she had I any did. chance. And then it happened. She's, she's like, it's great. It's nuts. And she's great at it. It's just so funny. I would recommend it. Uh, it's not the favorite one that I've watched so far. You know, I still like a couple, but I thought she's funny. She's got some good jokes. And, uh, you know, quick and easy. Wanda Sykes had a Netflix special. I didn't get to watch that, but that's next on the list. I've never really watched Wanda Sykes either, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm trying new things. We're trying comedy, baby. So now let me ask. You said this was on Max. Yes. How was your experience? With switching over from HBO Max to Max, because God forbid they just let you download an update, you got to download an entirely an how, new app. I don't even understand how there's a new app. Like, what are we doing, guys? Just fucking the name changed. What the fuck? What? What are we doing? <laughs> Put up new cover art. That's what we do with the podcast. Whenever we get boy, here's here's a new piece of art. It's ridiculous. You had so, to download an entire. It was and easy. I will say, Thankfully. I think they did a smart thing with the timing of it because they waited until it was the finale of succession. And if you were a succession watcher, yeah, obviously this is the series finale. 
People are going nuts. Now that we've mentioned it on this podcast, I know you've watched a few episodes. I still have not checked it out, but I see it all the time now with people talking about it. Yes. So now that it's kind of in my peripheral, it, I feel like I'm seeing a lot more of it, especially now that we've reached the end. But they waited until this weekend to do the transfer because if you're a succession watcher, obviously you want to watch that finale. Well, now you got no choice but to download this new fucking app. Damn right, bro. You're damn right. But that's ballsy. They should have did it like two weeks ago, right, to make sure everything's working. Because only a couple of days before the finale, <laughs> whew, I would have been nervous. It was also the Barry series finale. Really weird yeah. to do two series finales the same night because one just totally buries the other one. Like, you know what I mean? Now, we spoke about Barry when it first premiered a few years ago. Yeah. And I had watched maybe half a season one, never went back to it. Not because I didn't like it. It just kind of just fell off my radar for a little bit. Uh, from the people I've seen online, they do not look to be as enthused about like this final season. So have you kept up with it at all? No, I watched season one. I love season one. And then I just never got back into it when season two started. Same succession, I watched season one. I liked it. I was really good. I never just got around to it. Uh, with Barry, I hear like sometimes it forgets it's a comedy. Like mm -hmm. it gets like real heavy with like, uh, you know, PTSD and trauma and shit like that. Like all the, the hallmarks nowadays for uh, genre television. So that's that's the main complaint I hear about Barry. But I heard I heard it wrapped up nicely. I heard it was a good finale. I heard just Succession was a good finale. Two very mm -hmm. good series finale. So I'll, I'll definitely catch have, up to those. Speaking things. of finales, uh, Ted Lasso Ooh. should be this week as well, right? This week is the last episode of Ted Lasso. I have to catch up. I think I'm too behind. I'm on like episode eight or something. Mm -hmm. So we will catch up so that we can uh, watch it this week. I don't want nothing getting spoiled on this. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Know, People can't control themselves. Ted Lasso got fired? What? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, silly shit like that. So I'm excited, though. Like I said, even though I'm not loving the season, I still want to see – this is the plan, right? They always said it was going to be three seasons. Mm -hmm. So this is the story they wanted to tell. So let's see how they wrap it up. I'm excited for that. So. Now, now, what you said with Barry about kind of forgetting it was a comedy, that was a big complaint about Ted Lasso in season two. Yes. Ted Lasso yes. got very heavy, very into very mental heavy, health. Bro. It's very emotional. <laughs> like There are times where like, I'm watching that season two and relating to a lot of the feelings. And like I'm breaking – this is supposed to be a funny, lighthearted, yes. you know – Kind feel of good, remember? This is our feel. Oh, it made us feel good about ourselves. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a piece like, of shit. I'm sitting there like sobbing <laughs> over <laughs> shit going on in Ted Lasso, and I came back for more. Oh, see, season three has been a good mix of the up and down. Like they don't, they don't bash you over the head with the correct with the shit like that. Did you ever watch uh, BoJack Horseman? Because I hear that's a show too. I never That starts have. as a comedy and then it gets kind of really like deep into like depression and mental health and shit like that. Oh. Where it's like it forgets it's a comedy. When times. it first came out, uh, quite a few people like hit me up like, Shoes, this is your type of show, dude. And I just, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. And just never did. Yeah, I think I, I may have to put that on the list. It's a long list. The list is getting long, bro. They don't stop coming. What else? So you you checked out some there, comedy. Baby? What else did you? Yeah. I was going to ask you. What else did you check out? I watched uh, some scary movies. I had a movie night. Ooh, oh. with some friends. Joe, you know what masterpiece I watched? Oh, I really. I think about making you watch it, but I don't know. Sometimes it's too much. Watch Basket Case Three. 
Oh, baby. <laughs> if you thought the first basket case. <laughs> we got up to three. How many is there? There's only three of them. There's only three of them. It's the same guy. He directs them all. And they all, like, take place, like, after, like, it's like a, it's a story. Like, it's a serial story. It's not, like, random. Of course. Part two ends and part three picks right up with it. You know? There might be some baby basket cases in this lot. Of course. <laughs> Does that sound like something you're interested in checking out, No. Because I've been wondering of, for six weeks of horror, of maybe doing, like, sequels. Like, maybe you should watch Hellraiser 2. Because <laughs> before you get angry, <laughs> because Hellraiser Two gives you it's all about the backstory of Pinhead in the box. Isn't that stuff that you complain about that you want more? It is genuinely right. Is. So, so when I watched Hellraiser Two, I was like, you know, I kind of should make Joe watch this because it kind of explains some things, and maybe he'll come around. So, so over you know, all the years that we've done. Six weeks of horror, and this is going to come around a lot sooner than even we yes, realize. That's why I'm starting I mean, to think about it. Like it is. it's, it's basically already quick. June here, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But is Hellraiser the biggest? Like my opinion that you were like shocked about. Um, no, because even Evil Dead, like I was so, I thought you would have fun with Evil Dead because it's silly. I thought you would have fun with the silliness. And instead, you you hated the silliness. Like the silliness is what made you not like it. And so you, that was like, whoa! That that was like, oh wow! It totally because that's the thing. I make a list, and then I'll show you like the first week something, and then you'll have the total opposite. And then I'm like, well, maybe I need to change the whole list now because he just <laughs> like I thought this was gonna be a good thing, and now he hated it. So he's definitely gonna hate this one. It's very stressful to come up with this thing, bro. <laughs> Remember it's Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Yes, I that's another too. one. I, again, uh, uh, with the silly, I was like, he's gonna. Oh, it's so silly. It's fun. What the fuck <laughs> is this, bro? And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, whoa. Scratch. Never mind. Uh, let's show him this person getting stabbed. Then fuck it. We're gonna get. That's it. It's too silly. Enjoy the head getting chopped off. That's what you get. So that's why I get very nervous. I watch movies and I'm always thinking. I'm all, listen, contrary to popular belief, I want you to have a good time. <laughs> I'm not trying to get you angry. If it happens, all right, that's the benefit of it. But no, I want us to have a fun, good time. Like, remember that? Yeah, that was fun, right? That's the best. I don't know what what movie it'll be or what movie has it, but I know for a fact that now, after today, the first movie of Six Weeks of Horror, I'm going to hit play, and all of a sudden it's going to be, please allow me to introduce myself. No, no. I'm sure I could find so, because that is, I mean, when you say it, that is definitely one of the most played, overplayed has songs in the thing. It must be cheap to license, right? How can they all afford this song? <laughs> exactly, right? And and these guys, the Rolling Stones, are like cabillionaires. So funny. Maybe, maybe the you know, it's in public domain. It's so old. These <laughs> fucking old bastards. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I just had a movie night. Watched some horror movies. Uh, there's nothing. Nothing new's been uh, hitting me recently within the horror. I'm getting kind of, mm. I'm kind of sad, you know. I'm like, I'm nothing, you know. Evil Dead was good, but it, you know, it's not. It wasn't for me like that. 
So I'm looking at the. Well, now we're kind of into blockbuster season too, right? Yes, you know, exactly. So... There's a horror movie opening this week. It's supposed to be good. It's called Boogeyman, but that's not really my type of shit. But you know, I'll go see it because it's 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 the movie. You know, it's the popular mm. thing. But so I've just been I've been looking. I just I haven't been watching as much movies as I like lately because I just I don't know. I'm not saying there's no good movies out there. That's not me. I just I haven't been finding them. I got to do a better job, I think. Look, well, we've been really busy. We got a wheel we got to keep up with here. Oh, the wheel. The wheel. <laughs> Your favorite. Well, <laughs> Gomez, you mentioned last week that we, we weren't planning on watching this, but if we got to it, we got to it. And I know you got to take your daughter to go see it. And I got home from my little travels this weekend. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go see this movie too. New release in the theaters. The Little Mermaid. Yes, the big release, baby. The big release this week. Live action Little Mermaid starring uh, Halle Bailey. Bailey, You know, got to make sure I get that. Not Catwoman. (laughs) Why why is their name so close? I hate that. Pick a new name. Come on. (laughs) Now, for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a very long time, you know my relationship with The Little Mermaid. It's his favorite. I fucking hate it. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with the movie. It's because of the women that have been in and out of my life who love it. And now I associate that movie with them. And especially when you're in my age group, most girls my age or around it, you know, within a couple of years, either way, right? They That was their Disney princess. So The Little Mermaid has played a big role in my romantic life for decades now. And I hate it. And I've met Jody Benson, the the very nice woman who did the voice of Ariel in the original. And you know, I've I, and I had to go with someone who loved the Little Mermaid at that time. And I just don't have a lot of good experiences with the Little Mermaid. So, and of course, so why wouldn't someone like me go opening weekend to see this live action movie alone? Pun it. He like, likes pain. He likes it. If I'm gonna do Little Mermaid at this point, I'm not do. I'm not going on a date. I'm not swiping right on Tinder or anything, looking uh-huh. for someone to hang out with. I know that I have to keep this to myself because I can't mm. go through another. I, I don't want to do anything with anyone anymore because I don't want someone to like something, and then when when that inevitably fails, now I end up hating things. So I'm going to die a very lonely old man. <laughs> this poor guy. <laughs> but no, but like I'm doing okay. I'm remember I just said I'm doing yes. okay. Yes, you are. Yes. I'm good with this. I'm good with this. But this <laughs> this was you taking back the little mermaid because this I, is I took it new, back. This is a new mermaid. I empowered myself. Now. This is That's my mermaid it. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, bro. This movie was for all the parents. Because this movie is over two hours long, which I didn't two know. Two hours first. and fifteen minutes. Bro. I had to go look. I'm like, there is no way the original. Was I that. thought the original no. was like eighty minutes. It's like yeah, it's like eighty minutes shorter. It's like nothing. It's like two movies. They did two Little Mermaids in this time. It was crazy because we went, we went with a family. We went with some girls, you know, Shiloh and her friends. We went, and we went to a six forty show, and we we're like, all right, no big deal. And then we see the movies two hours. If we're like. Yo, these kids ain't getting out of here till nine o'clock. I hope they're gonna start getting tired and grumpy and shit like that. Thankfully, everyone held it together. But two hours of fit—that's not kid movie. Kid movie's supposed to be quick and easy. One in and out. This is not for children. This is not for children. 
But I will. So, number one, where do you stand on the Little Mermaid? You come in liking it, loving it, hating it. What, it's what's good, your relationship? It's fine. It's fine. I right? like yeah. it. My wife loves it. It's her shit. Like you said, she's one of these ladies. Perfect age right there. That Little Mermaid was her thing. So she was excited. This was for her. It's like, I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see it with Shiloh. This was her, you know, it's her moment here. Her Black Panther. And how does your daughter feel? She liked the original? She likes it, yes. It's not one of her top ones, but she likes Little Mermaid. She likes the song. She has shirts. You know, she's into it. So is she excited going into this? Oh, she's excited. She's always excited to go to the movies. Okay. She loves going to the movies. So she's like, she sees the thing, like that new Pixar movie, Elemental, whatever. And she's like, oh, what's that? Can we see that? I'm like, yeah, it's in the movie. She's like, oh, okay. Oh, she gets excited. So you tell a Little Mermaid in the theater, it's like, oh, yes, let's go. Definitely. So I, I don't know that I, I was, I'm not going to say I was excited for it, no. but it, I've been watching these live action Disney movies. Sure, you've seen We've all been the other keeping ones, up right? with them. They have been a different variety of, of hit and or miss, I think. A lot of miss. I would say a lot of more miss than hit. Sure. And, but still two hours and 15 minutes. And I, I don't really? realize this till I'm already in the theater too. So I didn't know <laughs> that going in, but I will say. I kind of enjoyed this movie. I had I, I had a decent time with it. It's long, don't get me wrong, and there are parts of it where it's like they, this could definitely be shorter. This could yes. definitely be shorter. There's there are giant sections where they could cut this movie. And also, for those of us who grew up seeing the original, this is what I mean when I say this is really for you. They didn't change anything. They just no. made shit longer. It's yeah. not like they took like the Peter Pan movie that just came out on Disney Plus where they switched some things around and made it, you know, kind of less troublesome, I guess. But sure. but made, a, you know, definitely a different interpretation of the same story. The Little Mermaid is not that. The Little Mermaid is the Little Mermaid. You're still getting the same characters 100%. singing the yes. same songs. You're getting extra songs for yes. for good measure. Yes. We got, just we got that case. Scuttlebutt song. Scuttlebutt, Prince Eric has a song. Prince Eric has a song in this. Yeah. Uh, we get a uh, the one thing that is different is Ursula and King Triton are brother uh, estranged brother and sister in this that didn't sure. exist in the original, but it was a uh, plot point in the musical in 2007 okay. when that was on Broadway. So mm. if you're a little mermaid person and you have the time, <laughs> I mean I don't see like what there is to not like about this because it's essentially the same movie. I'll say, uh, so my complaints, this is a complaint about everything though, is the movie's too dark. Uh, and I'm not it talking is. about the little mermaid. Like I'm not being one of those guys. This is, this movie is dark. Like black Panther underwater is too dark. Only avatar, which isn't fair because avatar had a hundred years to make their movie. But, Anything else that's in the water, it's like, bro, can I get some color? Can I see some Now, shit? granted, they did this movie. It took three years because this began filming before the pandemic. So they so did have time. Things shut down. Things got retimed. The, the kid who does the voice of Flounder was like 13 when he yeah. recorded his lines. Now he's like graduating dropped. high school. And stuff. <laughs> uh, but there's especially the scenes with Ursula are very, very dark. And you yeah. kind of lose the perspective of the background and the sets and stuff like that and then the the fight scene at the end especially where she turns into like kaiju ursula yeah. uh like i i mean it almost feels like you're in a 
blackout storm. Like you just little flashes of lightning kind of make things appear, but otherwise it's very, very dark. Yeah, I agree with that. And uh, I feel like some, like Ursula, like I thought Melissa McCarthy would be having a little more fun. Like she's okay, she's fine. But I don't know, I thought it'd be a little more over the top, a little more, a little more something to it. I don't know. I felt that way with King Triton as Javier Bardem. Motherfucker was sleepwalking through that. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. And he's just like, Prince Ariel, please do not do that. That does not like he's just like mumbling, yeah. And, like, like yeah. So like I thought it'd be more for even like uh under the sea, like it wasn't as fun like as the as the cartoon. Like that should be a fun see because a lot of the stuff with this movie is made to be animated. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's like one of the big things in Under the Sea where like Sebastian talks about we got the big crustacean yeah. band and like yeah. all the you see they all sing the, the songs and they're playing they the instruments and stuff. Well, now they can't do that because we have to have realism. Yeah, silly. Like, we got a fucking talking crab. They didn't change the lyric though. They could have changed the lyric they, then. And they did change other lyrics. Yes. The songs, so it's not so. like it's like why would you do that? Oh, this fish is playing and the fish is just like bloop bloop bloop. <laughs> like what are we doing? So, like, those are the complaints. But the story is the story. So, you know, it's fine. And the girl, the mermaid, she's fantastic. Her voice is crazy. She's great. I think she is. She was incredible. Her voice was great. I think during the songs, too, I think they did her a disservice from the editing because they would cut away into these long shots and they would take away from her reactions and her facials. They did the girl a disservice. Yeah, she's there acting her ass off. And you're cutting into these other weird shots. Like, what? What are we doing? Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like, it's not terrible. It's not the worst thing. But just like, I just like, I have some complaints here. You know? Yeah. Like, I I think this is one of the better live action Disney movies. It is. Like, I will say, and I, I, you know, I keep going back to this, but Jungle Book is still my favorite out of the ones that they've redone. Other ones are not very good. Beauty and the Beast is like, it's okay. Lion King, I guess I'm like, okay. Aladdin, I'm like, okay. Little Mermaid, at the end of it, you know, once I was able to wake up my legs from sitting down so long, I was like, oh, that, that wasn't bad. I had a decent time at the theater. You know, it's, it's not as bad as it could have been, I guess. I agree. I agree, definitely. And apparently the box office, you know, was monster from what I'm seeing that 95 and a half million dollar opening up to 117 and a half with the long weekend for the holiday. So, and no one wants to release the budget on this, but mm. apparently the budget was something in the $250 million range. But I think a lot of that too is because of the amount of reshoots and pauses and everything because yes, that should adds up. COVID. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, Oh, so, you know, we're, uh, you want you want to throw a number? There? I was gonna say let's throw some music. Why let's not? Let's throw some music here. Are you a man? A double main man? Are you a man? A triple main man? A man man man? A quadruple main man? Are you a man? Are you a man? Little Mermaid live action remake, baby. Where's this falling on your main man standards? Look, despite my prior relationship with the story of the Little Mermaid, it is a movie I saw in theaters as a kid. It was like we went on some school field trip to the movie theater. So I, I remember liking it as a kid. Obviously, I have 
different feelings now because of the associations romantically that I've had in my life. <laughs> but like, it's not with that. It's not perfect by any means. There, there is enough here to complain about. All in all, I think it's fine. I would say uh, I'm gonna go triple main man. I will watch it again. The songs are still pretty fun. I think when they highlight the girl playing Ariel, Halle Bailey, I think she's incredible. And I, everyone is. else, I think, is kind of passable. <laughs> you didn't like uh, Aquafina? The scuttlebutt? Didn't bother scuttlebutt. me. Didn't bother <laughs> me. She don't bother me. You know what? It works that, for an annoying bird. And, and, and that's the thing. I see people complaining about their song, but I actually liked it. It, it was like, upbeat. It was fun. The lyrics were actually kind of Lin Manuel Miranda wrote it. Yes, of course he did. Yeah, I know. You know, so <laughs> it's like that's up his alley. Yes, you know where he's at his best. But I actually found it to be like a kind of toe tapping kind of moment. Yeah. You know, whereas like we said, some of the other things just didn't have that kind of upbeat feel that we associate with the vibe of the Little Mermaid. So that was one of the moments where I'm like, listen. Everyone yes, else could go fun because people are taking their shots right now online. Of course, like, of course. people are coming with pitchforks and torches for the fucking <laughs> Little Mermaid movie, and it's like, <laughs> motherfuckers, calm down. It's it's not like it's not that bad. It's like what they do, you know that. I'm gonna go two and a half main man. It's fine. It's you know it's long, but it's not like draggy. Like you know when the songs kick in, you're gonna have a good time, especially if you're familiar with the story. Absolutely, mm. I agree with that. I'm glad we watched this. Yeah, it's fine. It worked out. Uh, we watched something else, though, Joe. Yeah, we had a special wheel. Spin that wheel, but baby. We didn't know if we were going to get to the movie, so we said we'll have yeah. something to watch. And it's nice to have something to watch at home. That way everyone can join in. And this was on our friend, Max. Yes, Max. Superman, 1978, Joe. Oh, Baby, this is this a classic, right? This is a classic. Everybody talks this up as the preeminent superhero movie, right? Sure. And this was we and we've got what five of these Christopher Reeve Superman movies? I think four. Okay, think four. four. I've never seen any of them. This is a first for me, so kind of glad this came up on the wheel. It's nice yes. to go back and see these kinds of things. We're talking 45 year anniversary this year. Oh wow, I didn't even realize that's crazy. 45. So God a good damn. time to see this movie. IMDb description, Gomez. Mm, what do we got here for Superman? An alien orphan is sent from his dying planet to Earth, where he grows up to become his adoptive home's first and greatest superhero. Perfect. Perfect description. And we know we all know Superman, right? Superman is indoctrinated into you from like eight seconds after you slide out of the womb. It's true. You, been you around know all our Superman. lives. We yeah. don't. We don't have a life without Superman. It, I mean, it really is. You know, you go up calling people. Oh, he's a Superman. The the phrase the phrase Superman means something, and it always goes back to this character that we've known since the 1930s. You know, created Crazy. by Siegel and Schuster. Right. We yeah. all know Superman, and for years I have heard nothing but oh, that Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Man, those were good movies. And IMDb apparently agrees. This one's rated 7.4 on IMDb. Oh, yeah. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes, 94% fresh. Yeah. So a lot of people like this movie. A lot of people hold this in high regard. But you know who doesn't? Me. 
What? Because I watched this movie going, you guys gotta be fucking idiotic. <laughs> Let me ask. Did we get a fucking lobotomy <laughs> before we watched this movie? Let me ask. Hold on. What, what's your relationship with Superman? Like, you haven't watched these, but have you what you read a comic? Have you watched a cartoon? Like what's what's Superman? I mean, I've watched like the Superman cartoons from like the nineties. Remember like when Batman the animated yeah, series that, got yeah, hot? There was a they Superman. had the Superman yeah. one came out right sure. So I watched that, but I've I've honestly never been much of a Superman fan. Sure. Because my thing with Superman, I think this is the a general thing. If you're gonna have a yeah. shot at Superman, is how the fuck do you beat Superman when he's yeah. impervious to everything and there's only one motherfucker in all of Metropolis that can afford afford kryptonite? Like, <laughs> you know, like we love Batman because he has weaknesses and he's got this incredible rogues gallery of, of villains who are, in essence, more interesting than Batman himself. Yes. But it draws you in because you like seeing the, the repartee between the two parties. And with Superman, I don't feel like we have that. Like, outside of... Who's Superman's villain? Okay, Lex Luthor. Well, who else? Uh, uh, well, there's that guy that killed him in like when I was in the sixth grade. And they made a million dollars on comic books, but uh, is his name Darkseid? Maybe Doomsday. 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 Yeah, like Doomsday. see what I mean? Like, who the fuck are these people? Uh, so, I, I definitely do not go into this loving Superman, but. I'm also going in with a very open mind because I'm feeling like I'm going to watch this good movie that people talk highly about. <laughs> and it is not. So, so the movie starts in Krypton, right? Showing like his home planet blowing up. You you on board there? Like, is that like a right off the bat? You like so what? The right off the bat, kid? I have an issue with this. <laughs> Because Marlon Brando plays Jarrell, his father. Yeah, it's a big deal, bro. And he's got this big S on his chest, which yeah. I guess is not for Superman. No, it's it a is symbol. just the family crest yeah. now. Yes, yes, it is. Which is fucking stupid. That's what it is, though. That's always what it was. No, it was retcon to be that because I looked it up. Okay. Um, it was Brando that pushed to have it on. He goes, oh, but that way it makes sense for when he wears it later. And then they retconned it in the books where that was like the family crest, apparently. Uh, I think it's fucking stupid. Uh, but then, so he's like this elder on Krypton. And then there's a trial. We, we push Zod out of the picture. We freeze him in glass, which yeah. is, I mean, if you want to keep people imprisoned, I mean, putting them in glass is a, a good place, I suppose. Not a bad idea. But then he's like, hey, other elders, um, planet's about to blow up. We should probably get that. And like, take into account that Brando is sleepwalking the fuck out of this. Like, Brando <laughs> could not give a fuck about being in this movie. He got paid a ton of money, made him the so. highest paid actor in Hollywood at the time for doing this. And then he ends up suing the people who made the movie because he wasn't getting an appropriate amount for uh, of royalties that he felt oh, that was written into his contract. Where So this movie got filmed kind of with part two at the same time. And the reason they cut out all the Brando footage out of part two is because they didn't want to have to pay him royalties on that after he sued them for part one. <laughs> so but my funny. man... Did not give a fuck. He showed up to work like me on a fucking Monday after a three-day weekend. <laughs> but it's just like everything happens so suddenly from everything with 
Krypton imploding. I just feel like, especially for an origin story, there's so little explanation. There's so little build. It's an origin story. That's that's yes. what this is for. Take is, the time. Yes. Explain the things. Now, when Clark finally gets to, I say, I say Clark, he's not Clark at this point, but when he finally gets to Earth and he's now he meets the, the Kent family and he starts growing up, we do get these little, like kind of like a montage of him growing up. Yeah. And, doing little things where he's got to hide his powers, but they're, they feel like so tiny in comparison to like what Superman, like the scope of what his powers actually are that when he finally just like shows up, like, Hey, I'm a grown adult and now I'm a reporter. And he's like in the, the office getting a, you know, interviewing for yeah. the job. And it's just like, well, f- of course you got there. Kent, you're, you're with Miss Lane here. Like everything just seems so, uh, circumstantial, coincidental, like I just don't feel like anything got built up properly. I find the story incredibly long, incredibly drawn out. This is another long movie, two hours, 23 minutes, and I find it very, very uninteresting and boring. The thing, oh, the, the movie's two hours, but like the first half hour is just Krypton, then like the first, then another 20 minutes is just growing up. So you don't get to Clark Kent Superman, it's probably like an hour 40. Left in the movie, so like you're getting a lot of stuff before you even get to. The and then by the story. time we do get there, we're like rushed to the point where it's like, oh, like now he feels the need to show off his powers. Where in the past he's always grown up with yeah, his it. his dad telling him like, oh, you can't be showing off this shit, and then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I, I'm just gonna do it. <laughs> all right, so. But see, so this is this is all Superman origin stuff. So it seems like maybe you just don't really like Superman because this is like, this is what they do. Like, I mean, I just feel like it's you... it's very it's almost like handing in half a term paper. Like you gave me the Cliff's notes instead of telling me the actual. They did. They're it. trying to. They're trying to show you Krypton stuff. They're trying because they don't have to show you Krypton stuff. They just sell. Hey, this boy is on Earth, you know. But they show you that stuff. Then they show you growing up. Below. They're just they're trying to. To, to hammer that in. Did you see uh, Man of Steel? You saw that one? I the... didn't actually. Okay, because it's very similar. It's the same same exact thing where the first like 30 minutes is Krypton blowing up and shit, and then it's him growing up, and then the story starts. It was very similar, so I wonder how you would like but Zack Snyder. Even version. in addition to the story, which, like, I find the story, like, paper thin. Like, the, it's it's been raining outside for a year. I can push right through this story. The the effects used in and I understand we're forty five years ago, nineteen seventy eight. For some reason, everything in this movie looks even older than it's, it was. It's an old looking movie. It definitely does. And when I think, obviously, this is not done by the same company, but Star Wars came out the year before. Sure. And to try to compare the effects in Star Wars. Episode four, A New Hope, to what happened a year later in Superman, it feels like we are a decade in between the technology we have available to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's Lucas. Lucas just. Well, uh, 100%. And and I get that, you know, IF, uh, what is it? IFL, whatever. Lucas ILM, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Industrial Light Magic. Like, yeah, they're like, I get that. Those people weren't working on the Superman movie. Sure, I understand yes, that Star Wars people, was yeah. transcendent for the time because of how it looked. But you could put on A New Hope today, and I understand that it doesn't look as great 
as like a Star Wars movie today, but still you look at it and you're not sitting there going, oh my God, this looks fucking cheap as shit. Like A New Hope still kind of holds up in the way, in the presentation of it. This Superman movie is just, I, I couldn't, be, I, I can't believe it was only 45 years ago. I would have thought it was 65 years ago. <laughs> this is why young kids don't watch older movies because they're like, look at this shit. This shit looks terrible. But then you have like Lex Luthor and Gene Hackman is in this movie. He's Lex Luthor and he's a great serious actor had reservations about taking this role in the first place because he didn't want it to damage his reputation as being a serious actor and his whole bit is like doing the 60s fantastic four cartoon heel thing of like i am lex luthor the greatest criminal mastermind in all of the land like the batman 66 <laughs> villain type stuff and i'm going are you kidding me like this is this was the pinnacle of superhero. Like this is what we thought a good superhero movie was. People loved it. I like I said, I do think people like uh, two a little like just just on par. But I'm people. This is this is a classic. This is always on a list of you know top twenty superhero movies. You always seeing a Superman movie pop on that list. I am shocked. Like when I went and looked at because I'm like Rotten Tomatoes hates everything. Uh, what what do they think? And I see ninety four, you know, even like IMDb seven point four out of ten, yeah, but seventy five percent positive. And the Rotten Tomatoes telling me ninety four. I'm going. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? I can't believe that this was that that movie. All this movie that I've heard people talk about and praise and wax poetic, this was the same movie? Oh, man. <laughs> I put this on the list because I'm like, I'm not just going to put bad movies on the list. I got to put some good ones on here for Joe. <laughs> and like, I'm going in, like I said, with an open mind. Like, I'm looking to have a good time with this movie. And there are times I had to pause it and walk away. I'm like, I got to get away from this. This fucking sucks. Oh, goodness. That Rotten Tomato score is 94. The audience score is 86%. That's, yes. That's damn good, bro. Wow. This is just, oh, my goodness. Now, have you it's, seen this before? Yes, and I rewatched it for this. Yes, of course. I I. I like the movie because it's Superman story. I get what you mean. It's abbreviated. It seems a little rushed, but they're trying to squeeze a lot of shit in there. Is there something you did like about this movie, Joe? When, when it ended, I wasn't even happy because, okay, Lex Luthor sends these torpedoes. They blow up everything, and Lois Lane falls into a ditch and dies. And then yes. Superman goes, I just saved all these millions of people. But because one person died, the only yes, person sir. that I gave a shit about, <laughs> yep, <laughs> who doesn't even like me for me, she likes me because I showed up at her way too spacious fucking apartment for being a low level <laughs> fucking journalist. That she's got this giant outdoor garden. Times are different, bro. Journalism matted, bro. God only knows what the rent prices were in Metropolis in fucking 1978 for this pad, but this motherfucker. Goes up into space, flies backwards so fast that the earth changes its rotation and goes back in time. 
Loved it. Back <laughs> in time. So he can save Lois Lane. Now, what does that do to the rest of the Earth? I don't know. I don't know. Did, do, do those torpedoes, do those missiles even get shot in the first place? Well, he went back far enough to where he was able to stop everything. Okay, but did, he, but did he go back far enough to stop Lex Luthor from ever getting control of them in the first place? No. How far back so. do we go? It I doesn't look like we went back far. very far past just pulling Lois Lane out of a fucking ditch. Uh, like the space-time continuum has got to be completely fucked. Superman fucked up there, bro. You, you ain't supposed to do that. That's not uh, and it's not cool. How you walk away from this going, oh, fuck yeah, Superman. You turn <laughs> that fucking Earth backwards. Like, what? It's true love, bro. That's love right there. That's why he's supposed to be but like, But it's, it's not even true. This is a woman he's known for what feels like, I don't know, three, four days. And I'm not saying you can't fall in love in three, four days. I've done it in three, four hours. When I got engaged fucking seven years ago, it was literally after about 90 minutes. So I know love. I love love. I ain't turning the fucking world backwards for it, though. That means you don't love love, then. You're supposed to turn. You're supposed to do anything for love. Even turn but I won't back- do that. Proud of that one. <laughs> oh goodness. I'ma hit some music, Joe. <laughs> Are you a man? A double main man. Are you a man? A triple main man. A man man man. A quadruple main man. Are you our man? Are you our man? All right, Joe. Main man standing time. 1978 classic Superman. Oh, baby. I am here to talk all of this shit about all the movies that you loved as a kid, including this one. This movie sucks. This movie is fucking atrocious. I think it's got some of the worst acting. It's got some of the most kitschy and fucking corny characters and dialogue i think the story fucking the script sucks i think everything about this movie is fucking terrible i you know in all honesty maybe the effects weren't bad for the time but i would need to be there in the time to gauge it because my thing is i'm trying to hold it up i'm going star wars came out a year before this and looked infinitely better than Superman. Everything in this Superman movie, effects-wise, looks like absolute dog shit. It looks like you might as well just be holding a fucking paper Superman to a popsicle stick and waving him up and down to look like he's flying. It looks terrible. This movie sucks. I, I mean, is it better than Tron? I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, so for what that, the fuck? Like, uh, it's just, it's not good. It's not good. And the characters are not, like, the Miss Tessmacher character, fucking terrible. Uh, Perry White, fucking terrible. Jimmy Olsen, fucking terrible. All these characters around the fringes fucking suck. You all fucking suck. Like, who? I can't believe. I, I, listen, it's not that people like the movie. I understand 
you're a Superman fan or you grew up at that time or it meant a lot to you as a kid. I understand all that. But for the percentage of people who positively think about this movie to be what it is, are we all on the drugs? Like, what, what are you on that makes this movie good? Because it is not. It's just not. It's a bad fucking movie. It is a single main man, one star, and even then I feel like I'm being generous. I just... When I put this wheel together, let me tell you, when I was... <laughs> did I ever think Superman would be getting one star? This is crazy. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a three. It's a three star. <laughs> it's Superman. Uh... You know, I like Superman. <laughs> it's Superman movie. Uh, you know, <laughs> I get it can feel a little crammed, a little rush, but it's okay. You, you try to hammer home some points there. You know, uh, <laughs> I just even uh... when Lex Luthor gets brought to prison at the end, like I would be like, no, officer, this is a case of mistaken identity, and the warden's like, hey, what are you? And he's like, well. Who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm Lex Luthor, the great criminal mastermind. You don't say that when you're already in prison. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He's caught. He's you to... dumb bastard. <laughs> oh, Have you not Joe. learned anything from cop shows? They had them in the 70s. You say, no comment. I need to talk to my lawyer. I'm sure Lex Luthor has enough money to hire a fucking lawyer that would tell him to shut the fuck up and don't admit to being a goddamn criminal mastermind to the goddamn warden of the prison. And did Superman read him his Miranda rights? I doubt it. He has no jurisdiction. That's probably why he gets out in part two, right? Yes. He has no jurisdiction. (laughs) He's He's out before lunchtime. Oh, goodness gracious. Boy, this wheel is not off to a good start. <laughs> I have a very complex relationship with the movie wheel. Man. Oh. Well, uh, this week, the the big release is a superhero movie. It's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Joe. Excited. Uh, are you excited, baby? I am. Because I love I'm so part excited. One. I love part one way more. I like I thought I might have fun with the original, the first one, what is it, five years ago now? Yeah. I thought it would be fun, but like I walked out of there going, holy shit, what a hell of a time. Incredible, incredible picture. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to see what they got miles up to this time. Oh, so good. So that that's our movie this week, Joe. Just go with that. You all right? I'm, I'm good. Take with a that. break from the wheel. I'm, we should have you, a good one. I'm good with everything, baby. I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. Coming up this uh, next Tuesday, the sixth, June sixth, FWF Live Five. Yeah. You can watch on the Premier Streaming Network. Defending my tag team titles with Brian Ooh. Myers, my number one very good friend, Bubba. And I, like everything's coming up shoes right now. Love to hear. Except this is Superman. great. Superman did not come up shoes. <laughs> Superman should fear me. Well, I'm happy you watched Little Mermaid then. So at least you had some fun. And you got the Arnold show. The so Arnold show is, I'm so not going to, that, that was a hell of a surprise for something I didn't even know existed. So it was a good week then, all in all. All right. That's good. In the words of my man Meatloaf, who we've already quoted. And two out of three ain't bad. 
who knew this would be a meatloaf episode? <laughs> we love meatloaf. Have I ever told my meatloaf story on this show? I don't think so. Why would we talk about meatloaf, to be honest with you? <laughs> so a few years back, I'm at, the, I'm at a comic convention with the girl who I met Jody Benson with. <laughs> it's the same convention, actually. And she has a copy of Meatloaf's Bad Out of Hell original vinyl with her. Ooh. She wants to get it signed for someone she works with. And she's got like this very complex thing of what the person wanted written, like inscribed on the album. And of course, if you're Meatloaf, everybody's walking up to you going, huh, I love Paradise by the Dashboard Light, man. Sure. Every single person. Now, it's not my meet and greet. I'm not paying the guy any money. I'm just standing with this girl. So, like, she's saying, oh, I really like this record. Like, well, of course. Like, what else are you going to say to Meatloaf? And he looks up at me, and you could tell, like, he's just fucking done with it all. Like, he's fucking had it. And I go, hey, man, I loved you in Spice World. And <laughs> my man perked up. He got this big smile on his face. So good. And then he proceeded to spend the next 10 minutes telling me everything about how he got the role in Spice World to like what it was like on set of Spice World. Oh my God. Like, it, like he wasn't even supposed to be in it. Whoever was supposed to be, I guess the bus driver had to cancel or back out last minute. And he just happened to be wherever they were Love filming. It. And they were like, hey, do you want to do this? It'll be like one day of filming. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, it was some of the most fun I ever had. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Love to hear it. So That's I got cool. this really cool moment with Meatloaf just from going, hey, man, I loved you in Spice World. And you were telling the God's honest truth. <laughs> and I was because I saw that movie in theaters and I had a good fucking time doing it. No oh. regrets. <laughs> I love it, baby. Uh, so oh. next week we got Spider-Man. This week we had Superman, but we also have to finish it off. So Gomez, how about we hit some music? Oh, baby. It's now time for the big finish. Right, Joe, it's big finish time. Let's get this wheel up here and let's uh spin it. All right, it's a Ooh. good one, Joe. Today's big finish. TV dads. Mm, this is going to be good. Here we go. I'll tell you who not, who's not going to be on this list. Jonathan Kent. Fuck him. Oh, man. That's not nice. Come on. I mean, for, for me, this is, I think, pretty simple. Obviously, this is your opinion, what you like, right? I, I don't know that you can accurately grade people who would like the preeminent TV dads. But Homer Simpson has been there, feels like my entire life. Al Bundy, absolutely Bundy. stupendous. And, um, you know, I constantly go back to Uncle Phil from The Fresh Prince. Uncle Phil, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I did like Uncle Phil a lot. Um... 
I don't necessarily know that Tony Maselli would be on that list, although I do love watching Who's the Boss. Uh, we, we had so many great sitcoms in the in the 80s growing up. Just And why am I trying to even limit myself to the 80s when the 90s exist too and then the 2000s exist? Like, do, does Ross from Friends count? He had he had a son. I, I don't think he's a good TV well, dad. He's probably a shitty dad, if anything. I guess you got to be more, you know, got to do dad stuff. Ross yeah. was too busy. I was catching some, chasing some tail. Wasn't being a good Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, he wouldn't be on that list. No, he's bad. Who's a good TV? I'm trying. I try to think of different ones because yeah, obviously. I mean, we Homer always go back to the same Phil, one, right? right? Always the same one, right? So what's what's the show? Who, who's a good TV dad? Don't we like? Oh, man, we watch a lot of shitty dads, don't we? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's funny because like I I'm trying to think of like other shows that I watch like Growing Pains. But like, would I put Jason Seaver up there? Like, not not necessarily. Tim Allen, right? Home Improvement. He was yeah. I, he was entertaining at least. At least he was gonna put fucking nails through his skull or something. You can laugh right. at that. He always taught the kids lessons, right? Sadly, we can't say Bill Cosby because he's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. But I used to love the Cosby Show growing up as a kid. I love well, that. You know who I like? George Jefferson. George Jefferson. I, I have always had a spot in my heart for Sherman Hemsley. I always liked Sherman Hemsley. I used to watch Amen with my grandmother as a kid, and I watched the Jeffersons in syndication. And I always liked when he would call, when he would say, Shut up, honky. And I used to I used to say that as a kid and get in trouble. Like you can't you can't be calling people honkies. Like, well, I don't understand why. Can I say Darkwing Duck? He's you can <laughs> You can say Frank and Costanza. You're goofy. Your guy. I'm yeah. gonna say Goofy. He's a great dad. Him and Max, bro. Come on. That's a good one. I like that. We're gonna say Goofy, Homer Simpson. <laughs> Maybe talk. I mean, he was fighting crime when he probably should have been taking care of Gosling. So I don't know. Maybe what about Michael Bluth from the booth the booth thing? <laughs> he tried his hardest. He- <laughs> All those people are terrible. terrible. Go, Gomez Adams. That's a good dad, right? He's always there doing his thing. Eddard Stark. You know, yes, he was a good dad, but uh, he did some things that led to a lot of bad things for everyone. <laughs> Ron, Ron Swanson became a good TV dad at the end. Oh, he did become a dad. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. All right, Joe. Hit him with these plugs. Let's get out of here. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Remember to follow us all over social media at Card Jomez. Remember to hit subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast. Leave a five-star review. Leave some comments on the YouTube. Make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube. Uh, follow all my personal stuff at the Joe Shoes, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, same name everywhere. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Joe Shoes. Get that new partner shirt of me and Swaggle outside the castle at Walt Disney Love World, it. holding hands and reenacting the iconic Walt and Mickey statue. And make sure you da- download and check out our special bonus episode that dropped this past Monday with our friend Jeff Manalia from the Council of Jeffs, where we went over Tron. We did our special oh. bonus Tron episode, so make sure you check that out. Fucking Tron. I'm uh, the Gomez 154 Instagram and Twitter. 
And don't forget to check me out on Twitch, MezMovie. That's twitch.tv slash MezMovie, baby. What an episode, Gomez. Action-packed, start to finish, as always. But now, let's make like Tom and Cruz. Peace!